Hey everyone, this is episode two of Decipher the Media, the uh, podcast that uh, is somehow still alive. Isn't that wonderful news that we're finally able to get another episode after several months of kind of figuring out things on the back end? So we finally are able to bring you the second episode of Decipher the Media. Um, which is a podcast where we get to discuss media, things relating to media, or we just go off on tangents and talk about things that don't relate to media at all because I just kind of let our guests, uh, you know, do their own thing. And that's exactly what this episode is about. Um, on this episode, I have my uh, my two friends, uh, Ian Altenball and Joe Busey. Um, they are filmmakers around Pittsburgh. Uh, they, I have known them for probably about, I want to say, three years now? Um, something somewhere around there. Um, but I've worked with them on several projects. They, they always collaborate um, on, on film, short films and feature films and various other um, video and film productions around the area. Um, they are freelancers, um, and they pretty much that is their careers. Um, so kudos to them for being able to to do that stuff because I I definitely could not, you know, full time freelance. I've tried it once or twice, and it is a very very difficult thing because you're not just putting in like forty hours a week. It's pretty much like twenty four seven. It feels like you are working. So. You know, it's, you know, I, uh, it's so much respect to them for being able to do that. So here we are with episode two. Um, as I mentioned, we kind of just, uh, I kind of just let them do their own thing for this episode because I don't really, I mean, <clears throat> I want this podcast to develop its own personality. So I'm not limiting it to anything you know, that th there's any sort of structure to it, pretty much. You know, that'll be basically the structure of how each episode will go will depend on what kind of guests we have. You know, last one was very formal. We basically only discussed um, our feature film, Body Farm. Um, speaking of which, that is coming out very soon. It is uh, premiering June, not June. It's premiering January 23rd. Um, it will be at the Oaks Theater in Oakmont, Pennsylvania. So if you want to um, attend that premiere, uh, go to bodyfarmmovie.com. I believe that's the URL. Uh, I'm checking it right now just to make sure. It is, yes, that is, it's bodyfarmmovie.com. Dot com. Uh, there is a place on there you can uh, get your tickets. Uh, tickets, I believe, are uh, $8 um, if you order ahead of time, or they're $10 at the door. So, you know, definitely come out and uh, support that premiere. As uh, we, we discussed that on the last episode, if you have not gotten a chance to listen to the last episode, I recommend you go download it or uh, check it out on YouTube. It'll be available both uh, iTunes, YouTube, 
other podcasting services if uh if i'm able to get around to putting them up on other podcasting services i like to you know expand beyond you know the main platforms uh google google play possibly uh what's the other one stitcher i believe is a podcasting service stitcher was another popular one i've been looking into uh but anyway right now it's just uh it's itunes and then i have i'm throwing up the uh uh, if we're doing video for the podcast, I have the video up on YouTube. If there's, if I, de- if we decide that there's no video for a specific episode, um, like this episode, we did not record any video for, so I'll be just throwing up the audio file onto YouTube and maybe just, uh, putting a little placeholder where the video should be. But, uh, either way, it's still going to be on YouTube and then I'll have it up on iTunes. I'll have it up on iTunes uh, shortly after. But uh, back to uh, this episode. Uh, like I said, we have Ian Altenbaugh and Joe Busey, two uh, good friends of mine. Uh, we've worked together in various times in the past. They are a fun group to work with. Um, and they're very, a very. They might not, uh, you know, say it themselves in the episode, but they are a very creative group. And they use, uh, they have a lot of um, experience. They are capable of gathering a lot of resources to put together a film. And they have quite a good following around, uh, around the Pittsburgh area. Um, they are well-respected in, uh, in the Pittsburgh film community. So it is, it's quite a pleasure to be able to talk with them on this podcast. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, the guests on this podcast kind of, uh, you know, they, they are behind the steering wheel. So, uh, whatever, whatever happens on the episode is, uh, it is solely based on, uh, whatever the guests want to talk about. In this episode, we, uh, we really, we really touched upon, uh, all aspects of everything that is offensive. <laughs> so this is, uh, you know, the last podcast was very tame. The last episode of the podcast was very tame. But, uh, you know, this this podcast is very informal compared to the uh, the last episode. So uh, if you are, you know, offended by any sort of vulgarity, uh, I would not recommend listening to this episode. Um, so <laughs> it's very informal, uh, it, uh, compared to the last episode. So, um, but it was very fun. It was very fun to talk about the things that we talked about. And it was very fun to hear the, the stories that these guys have. These guys always have great stories to tell. Um, and so it, it was, it was a very funny episode and it was just all around fun to just sit down and, uh, talk with these guys. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully being able to do it again in the future. But uh, we definitely did touch upon some uh, film stuff. So, you know, if you want to hear a little more about filmmaking, uh, it's definitely in this episode. Um, hopefully in the later episodes, we'll uh, get away from, you know, talk, talk about some other things other than filmmaking, because this is supposed to be, you know, a general media based podcast. It's just 
considering that I primarily have worked in the film community. I just, I have a lot of film colleagues and friends that I can bring on to the show. They're just easy to, easier to get in touch with. So, uh, you know, I apologize for focusing so much on film, but uh, this is this will be another film episode. But there, we also touch upon other aspects, like I said, and you know, kind of go off topic and uh, you know, just pretty much just make it a, a fun, informal experience to just uh, sit around for an hour and a half and just discuss just pretty much bullshit. We just do a lot of bullshitting, and it's a uh, it's a it's a fun time. I definitely had a uh, a lot of fun with this episode. They are definitely both Joe and Ian are uh, great guys, and they're always fun to hang out with. And of course, they're always fun to work with um, on set when I get to work the, with them on uh, film productions. So uh, hopefully, I'll get to work with them again in the future. Um, they are, you know, two of the uh, greatest, you know great film intellectuals in the area um and they are very professional um they are you know all around wonderful guys and i i love to work with them and i love to just hang out with these guys so uh without further ado um here is episode number two of the decipher the media podcast enjoy podcast my allowed to leak yeah you can swear if you want or whatever i don't there's no rules okay Just don't say anything that'll you know offend people in the wrong way are you gonna be editing this at all yeah or is this just going up raw uh <laughs> i mean I, I mostly just raw but i mean like if i said something like like nazi monster cunt you're gonna probably like want to edit that part out <laughs> Apparently, we'll find out now. I'm only if you're like referring to someone as a Nazi monster cunt. I don't know, am I? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. And that's what we'll talk about it later. (laughs) I had uh, whenever I was in eighth grade, we made a comic book called Thunder Cunt, and uh, it was based on our uh, eighth grade algebra teacher. She looked exactly like 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 when we like my buddy drew it. And it looked exactly like her, and because oh, Captain Underpants was really big at that time, so I, like yeah, I did my own comic because of that. Yeah, so like we were, everyone was making comics and everything, and uh, he, uh, my buddy and I just made this comic book where it was the Adventures of Thundercunt, and uh, what, was the, <laughs> what was her sidekick's name? I can't remember, but it was it was super fucked up, and she never found it. She never found out about it. I uh. So when I was in college, I think it was it was either for history of the English language or linguistics, but I wrote a paper on the origin of uh, the word uh, the words cunt and uh, fuck, and uh, my teacher liked it so much that he recommended I uh, <laughs> do a little bit like add a little bit more research, add to it, clean it up a little bit more, and then uh, try and submit it to some conferences to read, and I uh, I say I say those words quite a bit throughout the paper. <laughs> And uh, that's one of the, that's one of the regrets I do have in college is like not doing that because that would be fun to read that out in front of a group of people. 
But uh, <laughs> anyway, in case you were wondering, and I know you were wondering, the origin, at least the first print uh, copy record that we have of the word cunt was uh, Cuntbit Lane, a street in uh, London that was uh, frequented often by, uh, as you might guess, prostitutes. <laughs> and um, that was the first time it was like in print, but it was... Uh, it was commonly used in the Germanic languages and uh, came from something. Well, it's kind of a mysterious etymology. I don't, I don't honestly remember. It was like 15 years ago when I wrote it. But nice. It was good stuff. So should we like introduce ourselves or? Yeah. Are, are we like, is this like part of the podcast? No, I was, just... you said we were rolling. So I okay. assumed it was. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> this is good stuff. All right. Yeah. No, I it's up it to you, well. man. Like you're the host here. <laughs> like I was just talking. I figured we already uh, said kind of bunch, so I might as well just right. roll with it. All right. Um, yeah. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Maybe what you do in the area. Um, my name is Ian Alton Ball and, uh, uh, you, you don't want to know that much about me. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> I, I do stuff. I, I use a lot of bad words, obviously. But it's all fun. Or, or is it? Uh, <laughs> my name is Joe Busey. Um, everyone butchers it and calls it Bucci, Bucky, something horrible. I'm going to call you Bucky. I got Buckeye once. Buckeye. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten a lot of really slaughters, but uh, I'm a filmmaker, just like Ian. Um, make really bad movies. No one watches them. And my, and my terrible friends have ripped me apart about them, so I just make bad movies. <laughs> hey. I'm a shitty photographer, too. I make, I make really weird movies, and they're all, they, too, are also bad, and they suck, and I'm a uh, hack fraud. I've also ah. gotten a lot better at photography because I bought an iPhone 10 and I have portrait mode now. So I, I took a picture of my niece on Christmas and it looked better than any of the photo I took with my Nikon. Could, so would you say that the iPhone 10 photographs better than a DSLR or as good as a DSLR? I mean, <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a shit shitty photographer I don't know um, <laughs> no if you want a serious answer as a photographer it, I love it like it's yeah. it's for like I can carry it around in my pocket but if I'm trying to do like photography no but no, I get yeah. here's the thing is it's, it's, as you both know and most everyone knows it's the person that uses it I gave it to my mom I love her to death but yeah. she, like I've never yeah. I've never seen a photo taken so bad on an iPhone yeah. <laughs> just I was like oh god Yes. Now me and my girlfriend don't have a photo from Christmas. Yeah. And let's be real, if it's a photograph of a little fucking kid or something, who gives a shit about like the depth of field and stuff? I mean, you know, as long as it's it's not framed like an asshole and somewhat in focus, nobody knows the difference. They're just like, oh, look at that kid. Well, like, so this is the photo of my niece. It turned out like really good. Yeah. I'm sure you can all see it on the internet radio, right? Okay. Yeah. But um <laughs> but this is the same portrait mode that my mom used to take the photo and it just looks Yeah. Fucking a yeah. It looks like a, it looks like like a, camera, a throwaway camera from the 90s. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's an atrocity. I love my mother, but she's not very I did not get my my photography genes from her. Oh. I didn't realize that uh, that's in the genes. Well, my her grandfather was actually the first professional photographer in Pittsburgh. Oh, found that wow. out. Maybe it skips a go. generation. 
or yeah, two or yeah, something. Yeah, recessive for her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> there aren't really a ton of super creative people in my family either, but I don't know. I guess... I guess because the rule of odds, somebody's got to be at some point along the lines, right? I guess. My sister's yeah. a phenomenal uh, artist, but, I don't know. My family. Squandered. Yes. Oh, opportunity Harris. squandered. Yeah. Harris Alex. <laughs> my family's, like, really good at painting, but it was never my thing. Yeah. You know, like, my mom and then my grandmother and then my great-grandmother did a lot of paintings. And I think sold a couple. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, if I the, like the paint. Painting's you can, fun. You can paint or take photos in that uh, coffee shop down the road. Um, sorry about that. That coffee yeah, shop down right. the road. Uh, what's it called? Across from our house. Delaney's. Delaney's. You can oh, actually Delaney's. sell your art there. Yeah. I think oh. you have to pay a little bit. Do you? Yeah. I thought they just get a, they get a commission. Or maybe that's it. I don't know. Oh. It would be better if they just got a commission. Mm. Yeah. I never go in. Yeah, you can buy the art right off the wall. I'll check that out sometime. Yeah. There's massive paintings in there, too. I should take some photos. I can be like, hey, look. <laughs> take some oh, photos of the homeless is. people. I bet you that would be. Oh, yeah. Got an iPhone 10. I can go take some photos of some hobos. And then they get a guy with go to the <laughs> <own> AIDS needle. <laughs> you can just get them a photo with. It's, well, hold on, you're in portrait mode. You, you can't get closer than eight feet. You, you, <laughs> I'm trying you, to get this in. Uh, <laughs> you can get like, that maniac who's always like uh, at the corner by, by Brugger's Bagels. <laughs> and he, he he's always in the uh, the outfit with the with the wind pants and the in the weird hat, and it, it, you can't ever tell if it's men or women's clothing. And he's, oh, always he's always got the hobble oh, skirt on. Oh, yeah. he's always at the Starbucks. Yeah, and he's always screaming. And yeah, nobody in particular. He just like ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just walking by Rite Aid, and he was like tucked away in like a, uh, like one of the cubbies, and he just screamed at me <laughs> and I shit my pants because yeah. I didn't see him and he was like ah I was like what so <laughs> and he like ran so my first experience with so I named him Uncle Smokey yes. because I don't I mean he just seems like somebody who smokes crack and he's obviously somebody's uncle so Uncle yeah. Smokey and so our, our first <laughs> my watch <laughs> So my first experience with Uncle Smokey was actually the day after your birthday last year, um, when we had like a couple of people come over and drink, and we slept over. Adam, I, Adam and I went to Brugger's Bagels to get some uh, coffee and a uh, you know like a bagel sandwich, and we saw like just this crazed lunatic stalking the aisles, yeah. like just like <laughs> angrily screaming silence at us, like uh, he. The homeless Everybody people. seemed unfazed, and I was filming them. The homeless people in Southside crack me up. Yeah, yeah, they are the most ridiculous. Like the what on the one by Starbucks? Do you see him? He just like bolted across two lanes of traffic, just right in front of cars, to run up to us with a cup and go, and just calmly said, do you, "Can you spare any change?" Like he, oh. he crossed the street and almost got hit by like two yeah. cars and caused I, three accidents. Yeah, I've kind of learned to just ignore them at this point. Oh yeah, I don't even yeah, make yeah. They don't they don't leave you alone otherwise. Yeah. And it's, Really, yeah. like it's annoying. Yeah. I just don't want to get stabbed with an AIDS needle. Is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, nobody wants to get stabbed with an AIDS needle. I think. I well, think there's the whole shanty town underneath the uh, oh, PJ McArdle Bridge. Yeah, it's like right across the street from here, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, is it? Are they still there? Like in the winter, or did they they know. all hop on trains? And I haven't. Well, no, they live. In, so they live in the woods, up in the slopes as well. Do they? Yeah. So do they? Do they go up the 
to the woods in like the winter time? I don't know. I wonder if they get soft for winter like birds. But <laughs> so like whenever, um, so like I I I went like just kind of take some photographs uh on the slopes and stuff. It's, it's a great you know, it's a great vantage point, and I uh because like all the trees are all dead and stuff, you can just see like tents. It's like oh there's blue huh? yeah that's a tent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a hobo spiking up some heroin. <laughs> and now he's, and yeah, now he's, well, he's trying to masturbate, but it's not working because he's high on heroin. <laughs> and yeah, now he's pooping. <laughs> yeah, he's pooping. Well, yeah, it's not your front pooping. porch. He, he all, they always defecate on your front porch. Oh, God. That and leave your, their needles everywhere. Ugh. Your, your front porch specifically, or all the time, all the time, like every day, there's like a package outside, <laughs> it's like... just like a big pile of hepatitis poo, and an AIDS needle just sticking right out of it. It's like, it's like a birthday cake. Instead of blowing out the needle, you just kind of stick yourself with the needle. Well, on, on my, <laughs> and then you get your present of AIDS. Uh, on my birthday, there was the hepatitis poo with an AIDS needle and a little happy birthday flag <laughs> attached to the top of it. <laughs> And I, I was so overjoyed, overtaken, I almost touched it. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, that's that's death right there. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, I went to the PNC Bank uh, the other the other day to go to the ATM. And there was a massive pile of shit right underneath the ATM. And it wasn't dog. Well, I can only hope it's <laughs> it dog. It wasn't dog shit. Deep down inside, <laughs> you know it's not. not. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. No, well, like, that's, that's that's such a weird place to do that, like mm. because it's right in the open. It's right on Carson. <laughs> like, but it's probably a little bit warmer than if you were just doing it. Like I mean, you, you at least have the warmth of the building. I mean, in five degree weather, you got to take whatever heat you can get. Just like hugging the building. I uh, squat, popping squat. So, my poop would hide my body like permanently if I was homeless. I just. <laughs> It would just be, <laughs> it would be impossible, man. Does does anyone use those other than homeless people? Does anyone use that bathroom on Carson that you pay like twenty five cents oh, to go in? The one, the one by that parking lot. Yeah, like, I don't think homeless people use it. I think heroin users use it. I mean, I just that's that, a lot of money f- for a homeless person to be twenty five cents. <laughs> like you get like twenty yeah. more of those, and you could buy a bottle of vodka. I, uh, on so Christmas Eve, um, I actually stopped at the liquor store and bought. And when I was buying some booze, I bought a little pony bottle of Nikolai vodka and passed the, passed the one homeless guy and said Merry Christmas. And the guy lost his fucking mind. Oh, he was so excited. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Here you go. It just warms your heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and 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 him. And, 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 and his blood. <laughs> and then later on, whenever he. Uh, was engaging in a bum fight. <laughs> he was like bleeding more. Per- it looked like he was bleeding more because his, uh, his blood was thinner. And then people were betting against him more. But then he won, and he ended up, you know, getting a bigger take because uh, as a result. So you helped him in more ways than you could imagine. Are bum fights still like a big thing on the internet? I remember like five years ago they were huge. I didn't know that was ever a thing on the internet. Do you know that? No, is, is that on like the darker part of the? No, 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 like this was like on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh. like like people have made like a bunch of money because they would like get like two homeless people, give them like be like the winner gets a steak dinner and they would fight to the death. Oh, sometimes <laughs> it was like, like super dark, but like yeah, yeah they just give them like each twenty bucks 
the fight, and then they'd be like, if you winner gets like another twenty bucks, they would just kick the living shit out of each other. Yeah, they knock each other's teeth out and stuff. <laughs> and then like, I mean, there was a whole series of videos where they were like, they'd ask like homeless people to do just like terrible things, and they would like do it. Like one of them, I watched like a whole bunch of the bump fight videos. <laughs> It was during that, like, time when I was, like, just looking for the most crazy shit imaginable. <laughs> that journey that ended when I when I found a Serbian film, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I described that oh. film to someone the other day at New Year's Eve, and they're like, why did you watch this? I'm like, my asshole friends made me watch it. They didn't yeah, tell me what somebody, it was about. Somebody <laughs> showed me that, and I, I had to quit halfway through. I couldn't. Oh, oh, you missed yeah. the best part. Yeah, you didn't get to the best part, man. Which one was the best part? Oh, we're not we're not spoiling. You uh, just have to yeah. rewatch it. Uh, I, I, I don't mean, think I can. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, you no. need to. No, that that that's yeah. one movie that like will just burn into my mind and I can't get out. Yeah, my buddy. I'm determined to make a movie one day. Or you know how they have TVs in the background playing. I'm determined to have that playing in the background of a movie that I make one day. And see if anyone catches it. <laughs> like just like the the really demented scene at the end of the movie is what's gonna be playing. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone that's that's the, listening uh, that's oh, never man. seen it. It's the I I pirate scene. If yeah. You would. Yes. One can only imagine. That, well, that silver blanket. If you've seen the scene, you know what we're talking about. Uh. uh well, and, and see, he's sitting here like I, I kind of. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. or at least that scene. Yeah, just watch, watch like that. if you just like. I mean, well, if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna just you watch find a scene. highlights video. <laughs> yeah, just go on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure it could be played to some Benny Hill music, which might like kind of lighten the mood, make it a little bit more palpable. Does that does that maybe have a Rotten Tomato score? That's a good question. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, but anyway, the, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say I saw. A lot of bum fight videos. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I just... I've gone on that journey of... Well, let's let's find what fucked up things we can find on the internet. And yeah, and people I, just... Like... And, I, and this, was re this was whenever like I found out about the dark web and like using Tor and all that other stuff. And it was just... You're never the same. <laughs> it's just a fucking horrible. The yeah, internet is a horrible goddamn place. Things. Yeah, it's a it's a well that just like it has no it bottom. Is a bottomless pit. Of yeah, terrible thing. I mean, let's see. I think was it four chan got banned at our college because of like the where, things where, that people would look for on there. I can imagine. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what where'd you go to school? Uh, Juniata. Oh, okay, that's why it's a. Private, it's yeah, a private school. like yeah. they banned the entire IP address so you couldn't like get on it at all anywhere on campus. Like we, it was like a singular IP address for the entire campus. So. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I mean I don't know why you'd ever want to go on that site. I was in high school and my friends were like, "Hey, check this out," and I checked it out. And then like three weeks later, my computer there was some guy looking at me through his webcam, waving and like <laughs> right like ch fucking with my computer and like. Kept, like kept pulling up porn, so I just took the computer, threw it in the trash, oh and just went God. out and bought a new computer because I needed a new one at that point, anyways. But I was like, okay, this was, is this is. Yeah, I remember when we just when everyone discovered chat roulette in college. <laughs> oh, a lot of dongs that were was shown. A, that was a nightmare of a just a medley of penises. Well, they started charging. They started charging people with uh, sexual harassment who were doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. I like, remember that. Like, you if you go on like Omegle or Chat Roulette now and you show your wiener, 
you'll get like arrested. Wow. Yeah. Because it's it's sexual harassment because yeah. you're showing because you're showing it to someone who's going on there to use the website for what they want to use and you're just Man. that's why you need to you're, throw you're Harvey Weinstein that's why you need like, to throw up a graphic called do you want to play the boredom game <laughs> this is a little disclaimer anybody who's ever been on a bagel or chat roulette knows what I'm talking about <laughs> oh, no. I just remember getting shit faced in college and going on that and it was just we're finding horrible things so a Serbian film has a 45% critic score and 43% audience score but I feel like that's misleading because that that just means that less than half percent said it was good but I mean I feel like the movie loses a lot of points for its tastelessness yeah I can imagine it's it's a terror it's this is whenever I was describing it to my friend the other day I was saying the worst part about that movie is how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's a well-shot film. It knows what it wants to be, and it executes it very well. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such it, a fucking horrible present. It's, it's a lot easier to watch if you watch it like a, a comedy. No, they, that movie's not easy to watch at all. <laughs> There's not, like, you, that, that movie is just, that is just very hard, difficult yeah, like to I'm pretty through. sure the oh, filmmaker yeah. set out to yeah, make it, like, intentionally tried to make the grossest film ever made. So you kind of have to laugh. Oh yeah, I mean they definitely hit their mark. They hit their mark on making it the most fucked up thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. But like, it, I don't know. It just that's a movie that can go. I can go to my grave without ever seeing it again. I got some weirder films that no, aren't nearly I, as fucked up. I don't want to see them. Like I don't uh, San, see them. Santa Sagre. That's a weird one. It's about this circus family and this this lady loses her arms and then her son develops a relationship with her and he yeah. becomes her arms and they become one. How do these movies get funded? Was, I'm sitting here trying to make a movie that will make money. Yeah. And these, it's it was, art. It was, it's art. Oh my god. This <laughs> is art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's seen a Serbian film will get that joke though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it around. <laughs> oh. You know what that's called? It's called Full Circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 the new wave of art. Oh man! So to get away from a Serbian film, yeah, because let's, that's let's really big music. Wait, so what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yeah. Well, um, I've been promoting, like, well, I guess kind of promote, helping to promote. I, I'm not really part of the promotional team at all, but I, I've been supporting uh, Body Farm, which is yeah. Like, yeah so out. the um, premiere is when the sixteenth. Something like that, sure. <laughs> nice. I don't remember off the top of my you head. You can fix that in the edit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put in a poorly, you know, spliced in track of me setting you a proper date. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting that it's finally um, premiering after like three years of production. That's been longer than that. Prob- yeah. Because uh, you guys were talking about that in whenever we shot Transients. And that That's was true. three years ago. That was 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you like guys shot that four in years. Then. Jesus Christ, That's I'm great. excited to see that movie. Yeah, yeah. I I I I, 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 I seat on that for a day or two. Yeah, yeah, we did the well. The last episode I did was with uh, Brandon and uh, Nick on uh, uh, Body Farm, so I got we got to talk about that a lot on the on the last episode, and we got to just talk about all of our experiences and stuff. So. It was, it was pretty cool to just be able to just kind of uh, 
you know, discuss what happened after this whole big long process. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking. It's funny. Like I've gotten to as you guys have been working on it, I've gotten to know pretty much a lot. A lot of the crew who's worked on it. And yeah. Looking forward to seeing. You know. Yeah, how that's how. Uh, I mean, that's how. I mean, I guess I kind of have to credit that that production to meeting you guys yeah. because. Um, who was it? I think it was Adam yep. who got me in touch with you guys. I believe um, so. For transients, and he was one of the uh, one of the uh, grips or AC on on Body Farm early on. Yeah, I think I think he he spoke of a day where you, him, and Kevin were in a very very cold place, and him and Kevin were hugging each other for warmth. That sounds like <laughs> something Adam would do. Yeah. Kevin probably has herpes now, but yeah. no, no, this, no, that was before, that was this before was, he turned into yeah. This was this was um pre V card. This or this was uh, V card Adam. V card Adam before he turned into degenerate. I love the kid, but I'm, yeah. we're, we're not gonna go into that. No, <laughs> okay. we can go into it. Uh, he'll get mad. <laughs> oh, like he's ever gonna hear, like listen to this. Yeah, or do you think? Maybe. Yeah, Adam, if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> Listen to this, uh, you're probably banging a stripper. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> it's like kind of like the background music you put on when you're having sex. It's just like I mean, I take would that would that be considered a success for the podcast if Adam's banging a stripper listening to this at the same time? <laughs> like I take like five yeah. percent of blame for him being a degenerate because I mean, one's responsible for their own choices ultimately, <laughs> but. I did encourage him to bang that one stripper, and I didn't expect him to. I didn't expect him to run to my car before I got even got out of the car and tell me all about it. Yeah, as soon as I saw him that when we were shooting that movie, he uh, he just came running up to me. Guess what I did? Guess what I did? I was like, "What, Adam?" He's like, "I banged a stripper." <laughs> I mean, did, did he get himself tested like immediately? After? Yeah, he, yeah, he said he's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's he, good. That's he used the condom and then he ended up leaving it in his wallet. He rolled it back up, put it back in the in the in the like the little cellophane, and then put it back. In his... Was he like saving it like just like, as a memory? He said he, like, was, he, said he was trashed well. and he didn't know what to do with it, so he rolled it back up, put it back in the packaging, and then put the packaging back in his wallet. They went to go use the condom, and he found out it was fucking used again. <laughs> that's how he figured out it was used. Then he, he then, then he told me like randomly he's like dude I found it and I'm like what and he's like the used condom from that when I banged that stripper and I was like oh well that's good it's a relief for you I would imagine and for anybody who shared a drink with you in the last two days you know what the moral of the story the story is go see Body Farm yeah okay. yeah. yeah oh full circle again yeah. there we go full circle all right they should be paying me for their advertising yeah. <laughs> Gotta get on that retroactively. Yeah. Go see Body Form. It's not a Serbian film. Yeah. That's all the endorsement you it's, need. It's not a Serbian film. It's all the endorsement that you need. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put something. I'll put like an opener or something with the actual date and time in it because I don't have it on me right now. Jesus, dude. I'm the worst. I know. Well, you, like I, I said, I'm not... Now, now you I'm know not, why you're not part of the marketing team, yeah. right? I'm he's, not, the, he's the director of photography. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not my place to, you know, you're not. He's, he's not no, like you're, right, you're the artist. He's not like me on Jury of His Peers where I randomly get a line producer card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jury of His Peers. Oh, man. That is a... 
Oh, you, man. you luckily you didn't have to endure that. You missed you missed a bullet there. Jerryless Piers. What's that? You didn't you didn't hear about this? The movie that... I mean, I cut I think I the name sounds familiar, but I didn't hear any like stories about it. Oh my god. So so we can't get into the legal aspects of it. Okay. What can you? Why can't get? we tell about that? Like he screwed over a fucking bunch of our friends. Fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh he... yeah, maybe I did hear about this. Yeah. So um, back in what was it? It had to been like late September. Well, no, it, oh, it, that was in the shoes. It, whenever he came to me, so oh yeah, this producer. It was like August. I, I won't say names because yeah. then I won't get sued. Yeah. Um, but uh, this producer that I had met on one of the big shows. He was a stand-in on one of the big shows in, uh, in Pittsburgh, and he uh, he came to me. He's like, "Hey, um, I need a director of photography for this this film I'm doing." I'm like, "Okay," and he's like, "We're gonna shoot this feature film." I'm like, "Okay, cool. It's gonna." I'm like, "Sweet. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a big paycheck, a month worth of work. Like, this is gonna be awesome." Yeah. And he gives me, the, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna shoot this in a week." I'm like, "No, we're not." <laughs> I'm like no we're not he's like well we're gonna shoot this feature in a week so we finally so we get to the uh, we finally get to the shooting in late September after I'm like hey my buddy Ian he, he first AD for you I'm trying to get all my friends on this as like paychecks I was the yeah. first AD and I didn't get I didn't meet the director until the first day of shooting <laughs> the director wasn't the okay the producer wasn't the director right the producer stole the story from it was a mashup of. He told me that it was going to be based on the Cosby trials, so I was super pumped. I was like, okay, a lot of people are gonna see this, and the script wasn't done until two days before we shot. Yeah, so oh I didn't get God. to do a script breakdown either. In fact, we didn't even read the script. So final script. So like whenever, whenever like he gave me the first oh, act and a half of the script, I read it. I'm like, this isn't the Cosby trials. What are you talking about? He's like, it's based on it. I'm like. It's not what he what he talking but anyways, <laughs> he paid seventy five hundred dollars for this script, pay like paid WGA Raiders to write the script who didn't have the script done until two days before shooting. Wow. Um, the script wasn't very. And it was good. A fucking terrible script. Sorry, I, I said it. Um, it was a bad script. Um, but anyways, he uh, we sh we get Jeff Wexler down here to be my uh, to be my uh, gaffer. We have. All these other guys who like we've worked with, just trying to get them jobs, get them paychecks. Yeah, Chris Bell is doing right. audio on it, mm -hmm. and we we're shooting these twelve-hour days. We go like the first day, they we they were using spaghettios as like prop food. Oh. So what they did for lunch oh. is they just took it off the plates for prop food and then put it into a pan. They didn't even heat it up. Oh, they just geez. pushed spaghettios and like. Chef Boardie into like a pan and said, "Here you go." And no, that was for day two. Because day one we had uh, we had cheap pizza. No, little, no, no, no. It was uh, flipped around because I because I freaked out. Remember, I freaked out about the Chef Boardie. No, I did too. No, it was Little Caesars, then Chef Boardie, then Little Caesars again. It was Little Caesars like every day. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think we also had. I now have a con it's in my contract now. If you hire me, you can't feed me pizza. I was about to ask if that was the reason why. <laughs> yeah, if you hire me now, you can't feed me pizza. And then sometimes we had Walmart fried chicken in addition to the Little Caesars and Chef Boyardee. And like oh, when Walmart. that when we got that, everyone like I've never seen a crew so happy to get fucking Walmart fried chicken. Yeah. 
Like it, was, it wasn't pizza. It wasn't Little Caesars pizza. It wasn't yeah. even good pizza. It was Little Caesars hot and ready five dollar pizza. Yeah. Oh no. Like yeah. it was. It's just like colon. It's just like a colon punch. It was a stomach full of fuck you. For yeah. Five days. But um. Oh man. Anyways, after this hell of a shoot, which we were supposed to get paid on, paid up front for, first day of shooting, I'm like, okay, where's my paycheck? Okay. He's like. He made up this bullshit excuse about how he folded the check from the investor so that whenever he deposited it, like via mobile deposit, it didn't read or something like that. So now it was on a bank hold. So I was like, okay, what, whatever. Like, as long as I get paid by Friday. Yeah. Friday rolls around. So the day before we go on, on like, we shot three days and then a day break because his band had a show on Saturday. And then, and then we shot the next four days. Oh, but um, I'm like, if I get paid by Friday, we're fine. Friday rolls around, and he doesn't show up to set. Him and the director don't show up to set. I'm like, where the hell are you? Was that and, the day they got in the car accident? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. They had the grip truck, and we were shooting at CCAC, and they were up in Green Tree, and they hit and ran a basketball hoop. So, so we're sitting there, and they're like, we're... Eventually, they also got pulled over by the police. Yeah. We're sitting there like, where are you guys? Eventually, without the director and without the producer and everything, we're like, we're just going to use CCAC's gear and just start shooting the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we were using CCAC's... We had like, a bunch of our own gear, too. Yeah, like, and yeah. like our own gear to try and get this going. Because all of us were trying to get this... Like, we were trying to make this movie happen. And, like, we finally finished shooting the movie and no one's gotten paid. Like... A week later, I still hadn't gotten paid, and, like, our rent was due, like, I had four credit cards that were, like, past due, like, I, oh, that's like, it was, it yeah. was, it was bad, and I finally called him, like, I'm getting paid today, or my lawyer's calling you tomorrow, and he's like, oh, okay, okay, and he's like, I'll Venmo, I'll Venmo the money, I'm like, you're gonna give me cash, or you're gonna PayPal me the money, because Venmo won't clear, okay. um, but so he PayPal's me the money, so he bounces his PayPal account so he could pay me. Ugh. So PayPal paid me. Yeah. But that means he couldn't pay anyone else for PayPal. It's a screw anyone else. So he screwed pretty much everyone else. Uh. And he, Ian, if you want to talk about how you got paid. So yeah, I saw that Joe got paid, and so I was like, well, he must have some money because Joe got paid. And so then I texted him, and I was like, hey man, can I uh, can I get my money? He was like, can I give you, like, half now and then half, like, at the end of the week? And I was like, all right. Because, I mean, I needed to pay some bills as well. And the half would have cover the bills. It was just, like, I wasn't going to have any other money. So it was, like, better this than, like, you know, be past due. So I was like, all right, fine. But if I don't, if you don't pay me by the end of uh, the week, the other half, I'm going to uh, drop, uh, drive all the footage into a bucket of paint <laughs> and it won't be recoverable because it's in paint and, so and then he and then i go and then he paid me so i think i think with my fate but anyways he ended up screwing over everyone else he owes the grip and electric department still this was from october yeah and it's he now January second. He, he still, still hasn't gotten the money. He owes yet. like thirteen, fourteen thousand. I talked to the uh, supposed investor, and he said, "Yeah, I never told him I was going to give him money. I never gave him the check." So he just flat out lied to everyone. Oh wow! Just to get 
I don't know what his. Oh, I don't know what he thought he was gonna do. Like if someone was just if we were just gonna give him Hope the, the hard drive yeah, and let I'm, him do his thing. Like and this dude was an interesting dude. Like he was a pretty crazy, insane person. So like for example, he had a big bra- bag full of prop money. <laughs> okay. I know where this is going. And he he made a joke to me. He was like he was like hey look at this and I was like some good looking prop money. And he was like, I should try and buy something with it. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. That's a really bad idea, man. Like, that's how you go to buttfuck jail. And that was pretty much my exact words. It was like, that's how you go to federal palmy in the ass penitentiary. Yeah. And so then um, Full penetration. he just laughs. No spit either. Yeah. Blood is the only lube. That he will shit. get a mixture, a mixture of blood and fecal matter. Yeah, it's the only lube that he will get in jail. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you can feel free to censor that out. I'll pause for a second. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so then, that's <laughs> okay. So then, uh, we were saying cut earlier. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah that's whatever. Yeah, I guess. I guess we we broke the we broke the proverbial the the cunt uh, dam. And so all the shits flowing out. This might out be one now. of your uh, most vulgar no. episodes. Yeah, that's all right. I'll all the fluids. I'll mark it mature on iTunes. It'll it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, anyway, so yeah, he has this this all this fucking prop money and shit, and it's like, I I just by this point, I, so okay. Before I tell, I mention this, I should mention the fact that um, he was uh, having us shoot in locations without any permission or warning to the location owners at all, without telling any of us. Uh, we we rolled up to a hotel and just started putting like we all dolly thought, track. Yeah, we all thought we had permission to shoot there. We walked into the hotel lobby and just started laying down lobby track, the like dolly track, and they didn't say anything to us. Like we put up a dolly, we were setting up lights. Like, they told us it was cool. Like right in the front, like right in the. Up yeah. to the, like it went up to the front desk, like the dolly track, from the door to the, like there's you couldn't you had to walk around the dolly track like it was to get into the hotel and nobody said a nobody no said a thing. In fact, we were like drinking coffee from their the breakfast machine. They were like totally cool with it. We had no idea. You know how you know how um, we ha- got a room in that in there. Yeah. One of the PAs that was working for free. Didn't feel like driving home to Pittsburgh, so he got a room there. Yeah. And the producer asked the PA if we could just shoot in his room, because he did oh, he because he didn't geez. secure a location, and that's when he we got the location. They're like, oh yeah, you can. he's like, we're gonna shoot here. Yeah. And he was just, that's that's how this shoot was going. Hey, yeah. We, so yeah, so like, continue with the prop money. Keeping that keeping that piece of information in mind about how deceptive this motherfucker was. Yeah. Um. He was like, look at all this prop money I have. And I'm just like, oh, my God. He's going to get killed before he pays me. <laughs> that, that was the first thing that went through my mind. He's going to go to jail or get killed before I get paid. Yeah. And then, so anyway, I get paid. And he uh, texts me, hey, uh, you'll never believe what I did. And I go, what? I, actually, I think my response was more like, oh, God, what? <laughs> and he goes... I got a hooker with some of that fake money in Chicago. And Fantastic. So I immediately responded back, you just killed that uh, poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whenever he told me that, whenever Ian told me this, like, 
my first response was, that bitch is dead. Yeah. That's 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 one dead hoe. Like, that is a dead hoe. Like, because of that asshole. But, oh, my thing is, the thing is, is like, or she might have at least just got I don't th- a little worked over. I don't think she got worked like I don't think she got worked over because that's a that's a fucking it's one thing not to get paid like you could be like oh he yeah. ran off on you like this the John ran off on you she fucking took fake money. Nah, I, well it depends on how much mileage is on her. <laughs> My, so there's a mileage on a hoe thing. All right. I just watched the Dave Chappelle special where he breaks down this like pimp book it's written by this oh, guy named iceberg slim yeah i i kind of want to get the book now this is just <laughs> interesting as fuck man mileage on a hoe and, and, and yeah, there's a term hoe. called mileage on a hoe basically um the more uh the higher the amount of miles that the hoe has uh, yeah. you know you could get more out of her and so um, if if she doesn't have a lot of miles left she might be dead but if it's his like bottom bitch then you know, I, he's I, just gonna knock her. I around think as long as it's not his bottom bitch, I think that that bitch is dead. She's at the yeah. bottom of a fucking uh, what what lake is that? Lake, lake Michigan. Michigan. She's at yeah. the bottom lake of fucking Lake Michigan. Yeah. Man. You, you know what a bottom bitch is, Steve? What's that? Do you want to take a guess? A bottom bitch. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to. You know, the only reason I know this try. is from <laughs> is from South Park. But. <laughs> See, the only reason I know this is from uh, the Chappelle. Uh, Thing I just watched, but yeah, oh yeah, South Park wherever butters and he's like he was, became, uh, became a pimp as and, well. And and they were kiss, uh, selling kisses. The bottom bitch is your best hoe, your golden goose. She's the one who brings in all the money, and she keeps the other bitches in line. Okay. And I, now, I don't endorse any of this. I think this is all really bad and everything. Although that oh, yeah. said, but I feel like prostitution should be legal because as, as sex workers are. Ex- Exposed to a lot of violence, and they can't go to the authorities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everybody deserves a fair chance, all inclusiveness. Everybody should be allowed to do whatever they want. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, bottom bitch. Speaking of uh, prostitution, did you see that the uh, massage parlor in Squirrel Hill just got busted for human trafficking and sex workers? Well, yeah. Squirrel Hill. Uh, Apparently, it's a huge problem in Pittsburgh. Is hum- it is. Hum- I've, I've heard about other places around Pittsburgh that have gotten busted for it. It's like a huge... Sl- like a like huge massage parlors. So there was like this place, that, I don't know if it was like Hampton or Deer Lakes or like Pine Ridge Lane or something, but it was like this like garden place. It was like a rose garden place or something. And they had fucking slaves there. It got busted with like, there were a bunch of like migrant workers living in a bunch of huts in the woods, like farming for them. Man. How do they get away with this stuff? Like, what ridiculous. the fuck, man? I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. It's crazy. It would be an interesting movie. Hell yeah, yeah. You can make some... I mean, that's like a word bait right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like That's like Oscar bait. Sex, sex trafficking is the new retarded person when it comes to like the Oscars because I mean it's no longer socially acceptable to have like non-mentally challenged people portraying mentally challenged people mm-hmm. unless they're geniuses then it's okay <laughs> you know like like it's a, it's a beautiful mind it's okay because he, he's like he, science yeah you know he's still an irrational lunatic but it's okay with science he, he did some shit but yeah like no more I am Sam you know yeah. you, you keep your radio it it those were the last of the. Uh, was radio Oscar bait? Did it get a? Uh, I think it was trying to be. Yeah, I felt yeah. like. And, it was, I, and I, I think everyone was like, "Yeah, that's offensive now." 
<laughs> yeah, it was I, like 2005. I, yeah. or well, I remember. Came, like, I remember right like end, that was always playing on FX when I was growing up. Like, oh, uh, you always just saw Cuba Gooding Jr. just sitting there with his radio and like yeah. fucked up teeth, and you're like, that was also around the time where they did a whole lot of those football movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, they, were, like, it was, so they were trying to Forrest Gump remember the Titans. Yeah. So. yeah. I think Forrest Gump was the last simpleton to win the Academy Award. Simpleton character. and then they It's had also the, Tom Hanks, though. Like, yeah, and that's probably the only reason he was able to pull it off. But, yeah. I, mean, I think I am... I think Sean Penn got nominated for I Am Sam. But I, but I mean, I think I was like 17 and I was like, dude, that's just... <laughs> Come on now, man. Um, yeah. Times have really changed. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of horrible movies. Jamie Foxx tried to do that with The Soloist, too. He tried that. He tried to do the uh, mentally challenged hobo character. It was a musical genius. Huh. And it came out right after that. Robert Downey Jr. did Tropic Thunder, which I thought was really ironic because Robert Downey Jr. goes on that whole rant about how you can't go full retard. <laughs> People just can't relate to him. His words, not mine. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh,. I just thought that was funny that Robert Downey Jr., who got nominated for an Academy Award in Tropic Thunder, by the way, which blows your mind if you think about it. Wait, that got nominated for Academy Awards? I'm 99% sure, because I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, but Blackface? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, but, I mean, it did make fun of a lot of things in movies. So, like, like who directed Satire. that? Who directed that? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, ben yeah. Stiller he was nominated as best supporting actor for that film. What else did that get nominated for? Probably just that. <laughs> no, no, oh, I, I, I don't have any. The Os- like, I love watching Oscar movies because, like, it, like that lets you sift through a lot of the bullshit out there. There's a million movies made. And, yeah. and especially now, since people just have oh, free reign. On. Everybody has a T3i. Yeah. <laughs> and 4K. Yeah. Everyone 4K has external a, Everyone recorder. has a, two, a T3i and Magic Lantern. That's oh. <laughs> what you need, man. You don't need lights. You need Magic Lantern. Magic Can, Lantern, Canon, Power A, Windows, and Da Vinci. Canon but A7S. You gotta make sure that you have Da Vinci <laughs> resol- Resolve. Uh, Don't un- underestimate the power of a Canon and Magic Lantern. Dude, the Sony it's... A7S, man. 20,000 native uh, <laughs> native ISO you, and 4K. You don't even need fucking lights, man. <laughs> just fix it all in post. Yeah, when we were shooting Goronos, we just had a... Uh, we, we just used Moonlight with the A7S because I wasn't allowed to have a generator. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you were able to throw a 1K out there. Yeah. Well, no. So I asked for a generator, and he told me that there was there was outlets on the uh, street poles at, in the park, and there was no outlets. So like we like there was a couple street lamps, and luckily we. Well, I was like, okay, well let's at least get the A7S because we were gonna use my Black Magic, and that is poop in the yeah. uh, in the low light. That's a native yeah. 200. 400 ASA. ASA. Okay. Uh, For all you non-film people out there, ASA and ISO are virtually the same thing. (laughs) Light sensitivity. Light sensitivity. Yeah, that's... that's, uh... It it, allows you to never have to light anything. If you have a good... If you have a high ISO, you don't have to light. That's just the rule of filmmaking. Yeah. Roger Deakins just... He doesn't use lights Roger at all. Roger Deakins doesn't light. Why would he light? He's just a point-and-shoot type of guy. He's point-and-shoot, guys. Point-and-shoot. It's just, yeah, point and shoot. Like, Why can't we just move things along? Point and shoot. He's got That's, that Canon Nifty Fifty on it. Like, he hand holds that <laughs> shit, man. 
There's no such thing as a tripod without your defense. No. No. The man does not lock it down. You just You just hand hold it, make it look like a Paul Greengrass film, and if everyone vomits, fuck them. Do you know why people like handheld so much? POV porn. I mean, let's just let's be 100% honest. I do get erect watching the porn <laughs> films. <laughs> that would explain. See, I just thought I was gay for Matt Damon. But that would explain. Because, but I don't get a boner during any of other Matt Damon's movies. It's only the Bourne movies. The so boy. that explains that. That explains that connection. That, that. Because I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. If I'm watching a Bourne film in public, I can't stand up. <laughs> until like ten minutes after the credits, and now I know it's that handheld people. Well, I mean, if you ever watch porn and they're using a tripod, it's very jarring. Like it's like see, this is this is or they use a dollar yeah, shot. See if I was using what what about like throwing it on like like you, a steady camera. I was gonna something. say, can you shoot a porno like in one shot, like with a like a gimbal? Like, yeah, if is that on like a gimbal. Bird, Birdman a porno like? So, so do what, so what you do is throw it on a gimbal and you get a wireless and you throw it on like a nice zoom lens, like a 25 to 85, and you get like a wireless uh, pull for the zoom lens and the focus and you have somebody operating that from like the monitor mm -hmm. and you can, you can get in there, man, you can you can get all gynecological if you wanted to. Gynecological. <laughs> and you know what? No if you shake. have a, if you have an A seven S, you don't even need to light that porn out. <laughs> no. There you go. There you go. Dude, you could dude, you, you just, could, you could send that camera all the way up into her cervix and you wouldn't even need the light. You could you could see. <laughs> or or into it's her butthole. Like, so see no what light you know what lens you need to use? You need to use the Sigma eighteen to thirty five art lens because that's just the that's the best lens you can buy. There you go. There you go. I was gonna say like a Zeiss Ultra Prime, but I feel like they're a little too wide. Yeah, you but then you can't be very selective. You can't zoom. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, you there. need to zoom. Or a Canon Snap Zoom would be really fun too, but I feel like that that might get confused with like a dildo. Like those are very dildo. well, I'm very phallic. You shape. can make it one and the same. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. If it's on an A7S, look, you don't even. There's no light <laughs> you up don't there. Need the light, dude. You can see some weird stuff, man. You can get full gynecological. I just can say Jesus. Oh boy, <laughs> Jesus is always fun. Speaking of Jesus, speaking of Jesus. So I read this amazing thing today. Right. So did you know you get an erection when you die? Not all the time, but some people who die particularly violent deaths will die with an erection. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that, that didn't they did, do you know what, cover that in Clerks? Oh, well, yeah. They, did they? They, they do. They do. Yeah, the guy dies on the toilet and do you know, has a boner. Historically, like, one of the most common ways for a person to die and to ejaculate was crucifixion. Yeah. So I, th I think you can make that connection there. I I I I'm I gonna have no fucking words go to for hell this. for laughing at that. I, Cheers. I have no I have no words for this. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> but I mean, in fairness, lots of people were crucified over the years. But could you imagine just the amount of like, like there would just be this big line of like dried jizz across like your crucifixion area, where people are just like hung up, and just as you're dying, you're like. Pfft. <laughs> but you also shit yourself whenever you die. 
Yes. Yeah. Right. South Park. Is, is that true? It is. I don't know. If, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just a myth perpetuated by South no, Park. No, no. The body releases of all, like... Yeah, the bowels just, like, release. And, like, all, all your muscles that were just... It might like, not be instantaneous. Yeah. It might not be instantaneous. It might, like, slide out slowly, maybe? So what happens know. is, is um, it depends on how you die. Like, if you die... Is that why old people wear diapers? So when they shit themselves, it's easier to clean up? A lot of them lose muscle control, too, mm-hmm. by that point. But what happens is, is like when you die, you hit like a, a spat. Every all the muscles spasm, and oh, is that it? Okay. and then it releases, and then, and then as soon as you, you're in your death throes, you know there's spasm and everything just releases. But then you go back into rigor mortis and everything stiffens up again too. Do you piss yourself as well? Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would assume. And I, and I imagine the fluids that don't drain out of you would rot really quickly, like things like bile and digestive fluids and enzymes. Mm. Man, yeah, it was, it was, I'm pretty sure your stomach yeah, balls. Yeah, that's why you blow gas. Yeah, you start bloating up when you and like. You die. Do you, you know. can, do you continue to digest? Like, like well, the like, enzymes you, would continue like to break stuff down. Yeah. I would think because I mean they're they're on their own clock. Yeah. Hey, I like, wonder you if you would clock? explode. Hmm. So I know there is there's like exploding dead bodies in the bayou. I forgot the story, but like it's something to do with the methane that gets released in the bayou, and like there'd be like these old graves and stuff, and these explosions would happen, and it would just send like parts of like. Interesting. So if you had to dispose of a body, how would you do it? Um. Hmm. What kind of? Well, I mean, we're talking. Oh, this okay. Yeah, so no, we're talking about you making a movie here. Totally you know, has a movie podcast. So Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, it's a media podcast, so we can talk yeah. about media-related yeah. things. But I mean, everybody likes a movie about like somebody who's like trying to get away with murder yeah. or get away with <laughs> crime. And so, yeah, no, I. It's uh, a question, like how? I mean, what's the scenario in which they're dying? I, I don't I know. You like, get the. You are tasked by the mob to kill someone. So I just get. So are they like a badass that I have to kill, or is it like a cheating wife? A, like Someone that screwed the mob over for money. Okay. Are, are they going to be a physical problem? They're a deadbeat on their on their uh, what's it called on their bet. They I don't know. They bet something. And they're a deadbeat. No, but I mean, am I going to be able to like take them? Like you know, I'll let you decide. Guy? I'll let you decide on that. Okay. Point. All right. Mm, okay. Oh. Oh. It's mm-hmm. tough. So I mean. You know, there's the pros and cons to the home invasion, where you go in, take them out in their own home. Now, are we trying to dispose of the body, or are we just trying not to get caught? Do whatever you want. I mean, like, yeah. here's my thing: is like, if if I'm doing something for the mob, I feel like they have connections with the police, anyways. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're someone paid off. Yeah. And I would want to try and send a fucking message. Yeah. So I would write in blood all over their walls for their family to find it. Yeah. We've really touched every aspect on this podcast. So like, yeah, like it's a mob thing. Okay. This is what happens when you invite us. <laughs> you can't invite right. me and Ian onto a podcast and not as the last things. the last episode was very light on on this stuff, so you know yeah. probably so, yes. need, need to show This is a very uh, diverse so, yeah, no. yes, so diverse. we're talking like mob diverse. thing where you're going to send a message. I would go in like wielding a machete in one hand and like a giant wrench in another. <laughs> and I'd just make a mess of them. Turn their head into jelly. Just make a mess of the whole place. 
again, you want to send a message. I want the police to find it and tell people about it. And of course, you know, the paid off police will make sure that the case gets buried. Now, if I'm disposing of a dead body, though, I'm going to probably take the Jeffy Dahmer approach. Where you get like a drum of uh, acid to dissolve the body in. Mm, and yeah. you got to make sure that you have uh, enough room in the drum. To put the body. To put the body in. Or it'll mm. overflow. Or it'll overflow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the physics mess. stays the same. It's displacement. Mm -hmm. And it'll, and it'll get, get really bad because then the acid could dissolve underneath the barrel. Now the barrel could fall through floors. You could have sort of like a Breaking Bad situation. Yeah, like Breaking Bad. There you go. Um, but I mean, I, that's what I would do. And then I'd seal up the drum. And then, you know, just at that point, you're just dumping a drum of liquids into something. You know, dig a hole, dump it in the river, do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I would feed it to alligators. Feeding someone to pigs would be cool. Oh, like a, like in Hannibal? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pay, uh, or in a... Uh, snatch. Hmm. Yeah, p pigs, they, they eat bone. Do that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they have a lot of really flat, strong teeth. They can crush bone and pulverize it. Yeah, pigs pretty much, they'll eat anything. It will. Especially if you get, like, some... Train them. You give them the taste. Yeah. Even the flesh. <laughs> like, I feel like if you, like... If you just like feed, you like, you know, you, you feed the pigs some human flesh and then you like jerk them off a little bit and then you feed them some more flesh and you jerk them off a little bit <laughs> and you get them to just like, as soon as they just smell human flesh, they just become like <laughs> sex maniacs who just want to like eat and like they just, they, they just become overwhelmed. They, they become like little like pig serial killers and then uh you just drop your victim into that pit full of those like perverted pig serial killers and they'll just devour and fuck that guy to death that's that's a lot man well, you thought that out no no it just all kind of like, came out was very it's, elaborate oh no, no, no you had you had some behind you had some, yeah, no, you had some no. details behind it yeah I feel like you've thought of that no. <laughs> yourself, don't piss off ian and always have the right yeah. body <laughs> And it, but, it, but, it, but it, it's all depend on who you want to kill. Like, you know, if you want to kill a prostitute, it's obviously going to be different than if you were killing, like, you know, one of your enemies. Yes. Because no one, you know, if it's one of your enemies, you're going to have to do a much better job of disposing the body and making sure that you have a solid alibi. Whereas with a prostitute, you can just, uh, you can probably just leave her dead body <laughs> out in the cold. Especially, like, on a day like this. No, see, like, you couldn't do it in the cold because then shit, then it gets preserved. Oh, yeah, with the fluids mm. and the yeah, fingerprints yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah. And, and this is why I would be a very shitty murderer, because <laughs> I wouldn't think of those things. Yeah, because that's, that's how shit gets preserved. I feel like in the cold, you have to be much more diligent about how you kill the person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Whereas that's if true. it's really hot, like in the jungle, they're just going to rot, and they're going to get eaten by all sorts of rats. That's why I said just throw them in the yeah. fucking bayou or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. They're just going to get eaten by rats and gators. I, I, I don't know. I would kind of dress them up like a Jedi, send them off to sea and light them on fire. I don't know. You can always dress them up like a tourist and just throw them in the, in the bayou, <laughs> and someone will be like, oh, yeah, it's another, another tourist. another tourist.
Uh, some, uh, some asshole was just trying to. You know, some city slicker coming down to the bayou to go fishing. Just trying to pet an alligator. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's so cute. I had a pet, pet alligator whenever I was a kid, and then my dad uh, flushed him out of the toilet. Some some <laughs> jackass trying to recreate Harambe with an alligator. Harambe. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. I, I will not talk about any water for on your uh, on your floor. For, you know. You know, yeah. I was thinking like Admiral Akbar is like the 2017's Harambe. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but there hasn't been memes about it yet. Oh, there have. Have there? You're just not looking in the right place. Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's very depressing that they killed off Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. For anyone oh, who you haven't seen this movie, any, fuck you. And yeah, anyone who hasn't seen Star Wars, Admiral Akbar dies, and they like kind of just brush it off. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck you for not like going to see the movie. It's, it's been three weeks. Yeah. Like, Seriously. The spoil you know. I want to fucking talk about the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're a, if you're someone that wants to watch Star Wars, you no longer get spoiler alerts. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of Star Wars? I thought it was. I mean, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. I I don't know why people are like hating on it so much. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, it has its problems, but every movie does. Yeah, I I loved it. Like, there's, yeah. there's, I mean, there's, it, there's things that it I'd be delivered. Like, yeah, I thought it delivered. That's you know that's but, all I have to say about it. Like, really. I feel like the parts that that uh, I have issues with are it's because that movie could have easily been three hours long and they cut it down. And I feel like that's what effect, I feel like it affected the story. It, yeah, the pacing seemed a little off. Yeah, I I feel like some of the relationships like developed really fast. Compared. I thought the I thought the Finn and Rose story was retarded. Yeah, well, that was uh, one of the things where I thought that that just kind of like well, I enjoyed most of the other movie. Mm-hmm. Like the Finn and Rose story, I'm, I I can almost guarantee that there was something else there. Yeah. That that's what they, there was another half hour of the movie there yeah, that they cut they just out. Cut it off. Because, I, they, they, cause they, it, did, it felt like it was really rushed. I think they were just idiots, too. Like yeah. they, they, they led to all the rebels dying because they trusted Benicio Del Toro. Mm. They're a bunch yeah. of fools. Yeah. How, how cool would it have been to see Lando Calrissian on that uh, Casino Planet? That would be cool. I mean, there were rumors that he was going to come and he would have been like, back. But he would have been like, like so I heard the rebellion needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you could have that Finn... And Lando scene, and then all my black nerd friends like, would make that their like uh, avatar. I feel like um, was that racist? Lando. Yes. I feel like Lando. Um, um, I feel like Billy D. Williams has not aged well, though. Ah, he seems years of cocaine like, will do that. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 he's aged better than Danny Glover. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let, let, let's take a, let's take a look. I feel like every time I see uh, Billy D. Williams, he looks like he's almost on his deathbed. I mean, it's just... I mean, I feel like that's a lot of celebrities that, over time... Yeah, like, that's true. You gotta figure that much... When you have that much money and that much time to kill, you're probably doing some stupid shit. Like, that's I want to know what Steve O's gonna look like whenever he's, like, 80. He's not gonna last that long. I mean... Something's, I mean, he's sober now. He's got... Like... Like, he can't be that lucky that... He's he's almost uh, what fifty now and like. Oh really? I mean, wow. Billy D looks better than Carrie Fisher. Well, well Carrie Carrie Fisher. Fisher is probably like not the best looking thing. Well, I mean, right Carrie now. Fisher <laughs> looks like mummified now, but even I mean, when she was Carrie alive, Fisher, he, Carrie like, Fisher was on a lot of drugs. Though. Carrie Fisher's not dead. 
I, I, I can't believe, you know what? Billy Dee's probably on a lot of drugs, too. Carrie Fisher's coming back for episode nine. They're just playing this all off as she actually oh, fucking died. Oh, this is a giant, like, publicity stunt. Yeah. Oh. Did her yeah. mom die, like, right at the day after yeah, she died? Yeah, the day after she died. Yeah, the day after died. she died, her mom died. And then, like, her dog is, I don't know, Gary. Yeah. Like, noticed her or something. Like, of course she's gonna notice, the dog's gonna notice. It's a fucking 60-foot tall screen. Why is the dog there anyways? <laughs> Apparently, um, she wrote, like, a big chunk of the dialogue in Last Jedi. Like, a lot, of the, a lot of the uh, comedy scenes she wrote. Um, I could see that. Like, the line, supposedly the line where she, like, asked Kylo Ren to put on a shirt was hers. Uh, the opening scene with uh, Poe and the prank call was supposedly <laughs> hers. Um, there was, like, one or two other lines of dialogue that were, like, it, like some of the more memorable lines that, like, were rumored to have uh, been, like, hers as well. Yeah. She did a lot of punch-up, like, script punch-up work in Hollywood. I could see that. And she's yeah. apparently a really good writer. She, she was definitely a creative force. She was a source of a lot of boners early on too. <laughs> she did. She loved her LSD, didn't she? Yeah. She was a huge acid head. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I remember from reading. If you think about oh, yeah, it, she was she was on a lot of drugs, like especially like around the time that, uh, like they filmed, really? like the original trilogy. I thought that she was on cocaine. Yeah. But I mean... You know. It was, it, the, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the, 80s. Like, it was the late 70s. Well, late 70s, 80s, early so, 80s, you know. So I heard this thing that apparently Harrison Ford is, like, just the biggest pothead, like, ever. I can and imagine. he would get... So he would, like, smoke a joint on the way to uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like, he'd get picked up by a driver, and, like, his sides for the day would be uh, in uh, the back seat. He'd just smoke a joint and go over his lines for the day while on the ride to set <laughs> every day. And, like, there's this one story. And, like, this is, like, these are interviews. These are on-record interviews. You can go on the Internet and you can fucking see this shit for yourself, and it's amazing. Yeah. The one guy talks about how, like, Ford came in with a pan. Like, he came out of his hotel room with this, like, hot plate and a pan full of pot. And he was like, I ran out of paper, so I'm just going to cook it up and, like, open the lid and huff <laughs> <and hop> it. <laughs> <laughs> and like when you like read that stuff or you hear that stuff and then you go back and watch some Harrison Ford's interviews on like late night shows and dude the guy looks like baked beyond words it looks like he ate like two brownies and was like I don't feel anything and ate two more I honestly thought that was just Harrison Ford I thought that was just his He's just high as fuck. He's just high as fuck all the time. Just all the time. Speaking, uh, of, uh, speaking of high, did you watch the new season of Bill Nye Saves the World? I am working on it, yeah. I, I, I was watching the first episode when I fell asleep last night. <laughs> it's, it's like all about marijuana. Yeah. Like I was like, they are really pandering to the, well, <laughs> to the 19-year-old who they, used to watch Bill Nye in elementary school. Well, I did too. Um, yeah. it's, been a, it's been on for a while. But uh, he well they they filmed the show in Washington State where it, recreational pot's mm. legal in there and dude they made this, this, this one point three billion dollars yeah it went from two hundred and fifty million to eight hundred million to one point three billion dollars in tax revenue like each year oh, yeah, it grew yeah. and then I think they got five hundred million in actual tax revenue 
Like it was one point two billion in sales, and then five hundred million of that was in tax revenue. Like that's crazy, dude. Pennsylvania's roads would all be fixed overnight <laughs> with that much money, man. Like everyone, everyone and their mom could skim that, and there'd still be enough money to fix the roads, <laughs> which is what would happen. Oh yeah, it'd be realistic. We are in the Commonwealth. I love how you have two computers here. Like, yeah. don't you just well, have... th this one is actually usually in my bedroom, but I just brought it over for the recording. Don't you have GarageBand? The one is like the porn computer. I do. I I'm not. I mean, I, I don't. Audacity's fine for recording and stuff. Oh, I was just wondering because I know because you said you couldn't split the audio. I know you could do that in GarageBand. Oh, you can. Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't research it enough. Uh, I mean, I don't do podcasting. I just I used to do music recordings. So I find that. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I I either do Audacity or I'll do Adobe Audition, and there was, I had to do some work around for splitting the audio lines, um, at least on a Mac. I don't know about hmm. PC, but uh, and it was just it was such a pain in the ass. So I just decided to record on like two separate computers instead of going through that whole process again. I, I love it though it's awesome yeah thanks it's like it's like i'm gonna show you my power total power <laughs> move it's like it's like you just whip out your pocket it's like right it's like i don't know i don't only just have this awesome iMac i have this gaming computer that you can go fuck yourself with <laughs> yeah. it's like are you oh you want to you want to play the oculus rift fuck you you have a mac but i now have a pc Oh, uh, speaking of which, I need to get it's that. Like, it's, like oh, the, it's like the computer equivalent of like going to the bathroom and just taking off your pants and standing <laughs> at a urinal. Oh my God, speaking of that. Um, speaking of that. Yes, I don't know if I told you this story. So I, my girlfriend travels for work mm -hmm. and she was up in Boston um, a couple months ago and I went up to visit her and she was working that day. So I went, to, she lived like right down the street from a mall. So I just walked to the mall and... It's during Christmas time, so everyone's doing their Christmas shopping, and I, uh, I go into the bathroom, and I'm sitting there, I'm taking a poop, and, like, fucking around on my phone. As one often does in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, maybe you can take a piss, too, but, like, yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll take my yeah. time dropping a nice deucer. Why take a piss when you can take a poop, right? <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden, I hear, like, a bunch of, like, people walking into the room, and they, not, they, something sounds off about them. And then I hear all the doors slamming. Okay, like there's like a row of like twenty toilets. This is a massive mall, and there's like mm. I hear all the doors slamming, and then the door that I'm in just starts shaking. Like, oh, that's that's scary. Like, <laughs> and you're in the most vulnerable position like, imaginable. I'm like, I'm like occupied, and little to my knowledge, um, there was a uh, like there was like a. Um, mentally challenged school having a field trip to the mall oh no and like guess this person was like severely like, like couldn't communicate like nonverbal nonverbal thank you and he just starts like screaming ah, just shaking the fucking door oh <laughs> and I'm freaking out cause I got my pants around and, and your poop went from the toilet all the <laughs> way back into your butthole <laughs> it almost turned back into puke yeah. and I was like I was like, oh fuck, fuck! <laughs> like, I wiped and like, like flushed the toilet real fast. Like, got my coat on and like opened the door, and he's just like, give me a death stare. 
It's like, it's like what the fuck? So like, I was like, I walk over to the sinks, like wash my hands. Oh, I'm glad this is an like, audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, so he like slams the door and he's doing his business. And like, I walk and then like, there's like a wall that like separates like the urinals from like, there's like a wall that has sinks on both sides. Mm. So I walk around the wall and there's like another, there's like 30 urinals and there's like all of them filled. Oh Every God. single person had their pants around their ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking pants around their ankles, holding their shirt up. <laughs> 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 I went to school with this kid back in high school. Uh, I'll say his name, Kenny Allison. And uh, he would, as a joke, sometimes in a public bathroom, would um, like go into like a public. This is like, he was like in high school. He's just like a normal person. Well, not normal, but he's just like an able bodied person. He'd just go into a bathroom just to fuck with people, pull down his pants around his ankle, lift up his t shirt. <laughs> And <laughs> just like pee in a public urinal. And I'm talking about like, like crowded places, uh, like ball games. I gotta do that. That sounds like uh, next time I go to a Steelers game, just fucking go straight up kindergarten style and see what people do. Yeah. <laughs> do it kindergarten style at a sink. Ah, uh, that's that's gone too far. Yeah. Because I mean. because like if you're going kindergarten style with the in the troughs yeah like someone just like, er, like <laughs> just, everyone just gonna be like what the fuck is this everyone's gonna be doing like... like and then whenever they look at you just go why the fuck are you looking at my dick <laughs> stop looking at my penis perverts <laughs> unless you want to <laughs> and then oh and then instead of shaking with your hands you, you gotta just, you gotta shake. do the uh, you gotta do the wiggle of the hips. <laughs> the, the airplane. As long as you hit your mark, you're okay. Just yeah. don't piss everywhere. Well, the yeah. beauty of the trough is, is there is no mark. That's you got you got a true. wall and a bucket that in a long bucket. I mean, it's, it's yeah, literally it's really now, hard to miss. You know what's a power move? Going to one of those troughs, going right up next to someone pissing, and then crossing their stream. Seeing what <laughs> breaking their stream. That's a fucking like, like if you're especially like if you have stream hubris, you can just go up and just break their stream completely. Just fucking power and then look yeah. them in the eye. And just, that's a power. Yeah, the whole time, like when I'm pissing, you don't have a stream, bitch. That, that's almost that's like a power move. Like the the producer and Terry Crews just grabbing his nuts and looking at yeah. Like, Har- Harvey this. Weinstein. Yeah, was that Harvey Weinstein? Oh that yeah, that was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, it's just like I own this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was like uh, our one friend. He he was at a pisser, and some drunk dude walked up to him and just started singing uh, Phil Collins' "Sue Studio" into his <laughs> ear as he was pissing. That's a power move too. I think I think if I was to sing a song to somebody that I was pissing next to, I would uh, pick Roxanne, and I'd be real dramatic with my pauses. Roxanne! <laughs> you don't have to put on the bed! <laughs> then you sing a little bit more. What, yeah. what song would you sing if you were pissing as a power move? Something by Queen. Yeah, We Are the Champions. That, or uh, maybe maybe Bohemian Rhapsody. Another one bites the dust. I feel, I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody, like... Once you start getting to like the falsettos, that oh, will just 
I mean, if you can get that far out with a piss, congratulations. That's a, that's a hell of a piss. Like, that, that's some time, but, like... Yeah. He's just a ball boy, no one wants a lightning, river, lightning, really. Go away, go away. And you, like, shake your hips. Shake it all You do the propeller in rhythm. helicopter dick around. Helicopter. Could you imagine how fucking pissed people would be? Because piss would just be going everywhere. Breaking streams, you're get you're pissing on people at that point. <laughs> so yeah, no, oh yeah. Like so, breaking their streams, a power move. Pissing on someone is starting a fight. <laughs> like, so, like you're picking a fight at that point. You want to hear something weird? So okay, speaking of helicopter dick. So I've worked at a lot of restaurants over the years, and a lot of them had takeout. And don't worry, this isn't involving anything terrible to the food. Uh, we the food was fine, but. Every once in a while, someone would get, like, a takeout hoagie, and uh, it was usually, like, one of the employees, and uh, there was a cook who did this at two different restaurants, different cook. He would take, he'd, he'd come in to get your hoagie, and he'd be like, do you want your hoagie? And he'd grab it, and hold it in front, and he'd go, helicopter! Helicopter! And he'd just do that over and over again. Holding your, you know, and it was wrapped with foil tightly. It wasn't getting violated in any way. But I guess in retrospect, it's kind of like sexual harassment. I thought you were going to say, yeah. he was, I thought you were going to say that he took like so you had to grab bread it. and like put his penis in, like, this, in between the bread. No, like, like no, sandwich. but I do have stories like that. So one time <laughs> I worked at a restaurant and like I was looking for one of my coworkers. I couldn't find him anywhere. I couldn't find one of the waitresses either. And I went downstairs and they were banging. Yeah. And it was it was the cook, and he had, so she was like, she had her pants down, but she still had her apron, her waitress apron around her waist, oh. and her top was down, she was bent over, and he, I, I just came down, and I just saw his butt cheeks, his <laughs> pants, and his like cook, his, his uh, like checkered cook pants down around his ankles, and he had his apron over her back. <laughs> so what the? He was just banging her uh, like that. <laughs> I guess, you know, when you gotta get a quickie in. And you know, and, and I thought about letting them finish, but then I was like, hey guys, hurry the fuck up, there's a bunch of orders. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, the restaurant doesn't stop just because you, you know, you're trying to rub out a quickie. But it was like during a rush, man, like. Oh man, that's I mean, good. I, I, I. <laughs> I get it, you know, it's hot, and the adrenaline is pumping, but can you wait until, like, 8.30 p.m. to, like, do it? 9 p.m. until, like, we've at least, like, turned off the flat top, you know? <laughs> oh, man. You taking photos for your uh, yeah, Instagram? For, for Instagram. Oh, cool. So what's the name of this podcast? I, I forgot to ask you that. Oh... Uh, the final episode of it. The, yeah, the, fi <laughs> the final episode before Apple calls you and they're just like, what the fuck is your problem? I think man? there's a lot worse on on iTunes. Yeah. Like, so I, I guess so I guess it's okay to talk about how I was thinking about it would be funny to write like a... No, no. No, no, no. no I know where you're going with that yeah. one. You got to keep that a secret yeah, until right, that yeah. episode of Hobo Hunters comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, did did uh, did we tell you we're doing more episodes of Hobo Hunters? Yeah, I mean, 
I thought maybe that was just a joke. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're, that's actually happening. Yeah, we're doing. <laughs> we're gonna do. I guess we're gonna do like a season of hobo hunters. Yeah, we. And we're gonna try and sell it to like Adult Swim. <laughs> uh, we just yeah, did like a, I feel like at at this point Adult Swim will pick up anything because there's a lot of crap on Adult Swim. Oh yeah, figure we we can make that thing for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like okay, we'll we'll f- like it takes a week to shoot and we'll feed you decent and, mm-hmm. and you can get mm-hmm. a tiny little cut if we get we actually sell it for any actual money. Yeah, I mean if I can sell the fucking painter, yeah. I'm sure we can sell Hobo Hunter. Oh yeah. Um, I sold my fucking student film. Like I've I've oh, seen that, that some, one you screened with transients. transients. Yeah, yeah. I, I finally so it was so I had a sales agent for it, and he's like I, he's like I could sell this for you. He's like I'm like oh, I kind of want to take it to festivals, and then I found out how expensive festivals were. Oh really? And like I I entered it into a couple festivals, like paid like the hundred two hundred dollars for like features. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go anywhere. And by the next year, I called him, like, hey, I want to sell it. He's like, ah, oh, well, it's too late now. I'm, I'm passing on it. I'm like, you motherfucker. Hmm. Well, I, I called some other... I was just... It's sitting on my hard drive, and I made the money back. Uh, I made a, I made a bunch of the money back. I didn't make all of it back, but I made a bunch of the money back uh, s- selling ad space for it at the... What's it called? The screener. For the, for the screener. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pulled some favors and other stuff. But uh, I... um. I called some small production, some distribution company, and sent it to them, and that they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll buy it." So now you'll be able to buy the painter, which is a god awful movie, uh, <laughs> yeah, on at, on Amazon, yeah. uh, on Walmart shelves, uh, Best Buy shelves, and any two ninety nine bin are available. Yeah, so that's you, crazy. So you can watch a student film of mine that is that I whenever I was directing it, still didn't know what it was about. <laughs> was that the one that you said you like like you you cranked out pretty quickly yeah we shot 30 pages in a day yeah yeah so it was a 91 page script and we shot it in 8 days and we lit so uh <laughs> so like it was weird so I didn't like my film school sucked um what happened was uh my sophomore year of college they like pretty much cancelled all the class, all my classes, and then like it was too late for me to transfer out, so I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna Kevin Smith this and make my own movie." Mm-hmm. So like I worked four jobs and like made this movie for like two grand, three grand. Yeah. Um, and whenever uh, we had like eight days to shoot it, and I was like, "Okay, well, this is mostly a talkie, so whatever." And we shot. We only had the one location for one day, and like thirty percent of the script took place there. So I was like. We gotta do it. So, we shot it, and I was I was sitting there directing, looking at the monitor and holding a boom pole at the same time. <laughs> like I was looking inside the monitor because it was the camera was just on a tripod, and like that was like it was a it was my Nikon. It was just shooting on the tripod. I was looking at the monitor because I had like a TV hooked up to it, and then I was just holding a boom pole and like listening to it, and I forgot to turn off the refrigerator so like i had to pay like a thousand dollars in post-production for someone to like take out the refrigerator so <laughs> it cost me all it, um, it cost me double my it cost me almost my entire budget for production to just remove that <laughs> didn't you like remember to turn it off at some point because like i remember like oh, whenever you shut cut off. back to the lady you'd hear it but then whenever it, it would shut off but okay, like yeah. I, but then i paid uh i paid my buddy kyle to to get rid of it and you can't really hear it anymore so it's i mean it's it's subtle if you're listening for it you can hear it but like it's, yeah 
but he he did a good job on it. So as long as you can like raise the voice levels and layer it. Well, everything was it. done with a boom on that. I didn't yeah. I didn't use any lobs because I recorded everything on a Tascam. So like, I had a Tascam and a Rode mic and a Rode boom pole and just kind of had no one on my. I think two people on my film crew were film students. Everyone else was just people that like were my friends and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll help, whatever. And they would come for a day and they'd help me and. Yeah. Yeah, I made a couple movies like that too. So mm -hmm. you can oh, yeah. sell them. Yeah. Well, they're not features, yeah. but yeah, the one I shot on a camcorder it was just a whole bunch of footage, and I was like, just kind of figured it out in the edit. Yeah. What? Well, whenever I like, I, I was watching. Like, whenever I made it, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And like, I went back to it and watched it after like some of the stuff that we've made recently, like Hunter yeah. Hunter, Bully, and Reckless, and Trains Against, like, which is really good stuff. Like, I went back and watched the painter, and I was like, ooh. Do I really want people to see this? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I've seen some really bad movies out there, and if I can get like five five thousand dollars for a terrible movie, like, hey, I'm gonna pay off a credit card. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And it's not like, it's not like it's gonna make or break you. Everybody's made some ass. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, no one's gonna oh, see yeah. it anyways. No. Oh yeah. That's. Because it's like a two year contract, and like even if, <laughs> if I if I make a movie in the next two years. That gets some sort of notoriety behind it, like. But then, the, then the painter is gonna sell a lot more, and I get more money. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can bury it after those two years. Or you could you could sell it as part of an anthology packet. Who knows? Maybe it'll take off, and you can like have a, have a Criterion yeah. version of it. It can be all sorts of like, like behind the scenes interviews. Well, I have. After the fact. So I I some I I was whenever I was shooting it, I was uh. I was for publicity. I was trying to do like a behind the scenes like web series of like how to shoot a feature for like no no budget. So I have hours and hours of footage from <laughs> behind the scenes and like interviews with like like cast and crew Brilliant. that like they're just sitting on the hard drive. Like there you go. Like if I, I wanted mean, to sell it, I could. Yeah, I bet people will want to see that too. I can like, imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, for for what I made it for, like it's a decent movie, but mm -hmm. like, I mean, I shot it in Clarion, Pennsylvania, where there's a population of like five people and a raccoon that's drunk off his ass <laughs> did that raccoon was the mayor yeah <laughs> the raccoon was the mayor, the mayor. <laughs> no the beaver was the mayor the raccoon was his wife yeah um, oh, okay yeah they, they were they were really uppity i mean they're no. they're a progressive family though obviously yeah. interspecies yeah. marriage yeah. yeah but um but like it, the, the movie took place in new york city so like, <laughs> so like everything took place inside and um, like and then there's like a one scene that takes place outside so I had to like rotoscope like every frame and put like New York City in the background and then I just put a bunch of stock footage in between scenes kind of like to, like to pad yeah. the time out yeah cause uh it was it was like a set, it was like a, like it wasn't that long of a movie so I put a bunch of stock footage in there to like give it and it it's like, oh, shit, I'm watching a movie from New York, shot in New York City. Like, yeah. Couldn't tell. It. The power of movie magic. Yeah, but <laughs> it was all about a, uh, a painter who is addicted to heroin. And he ends up, yeah. No, you know, I'm not going to tell you. Go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. get some money. Yeah, give, give Joe your money because he put a lot of work into that. And he's poor and he needs it. And I'm very poor. I'm paying five hundred dollars a month for student for student loans. Give him money. Yeah. Give all of us money. We Those need money. Loans. Give us yeah. money, please. We need money. A all lot, of us. A lot of us in Pittsburgh, we're just uh, you know trying to work off our student loans. 
I, I've decided I'm going to try and apply for a bunch of grants to try and just like make a bunch of short films with it. Yeah. Like ten, the three grants for like ten thousand dollars each, and make three shorts. Mm. I don't know. There you go. Pay my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Let's make a short film. Well, no, I mean a lot of the grants are in place to like help, like. Like, yeah, if your budget is from, like, you know, employing local filmmakers and stuff, you're more likely to get the grants because of that. Like, a lot of them are to help kind of build up the industry and support the arts, and that is how you support the arts, yeah. is by employing them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I feel like getting a grant for, like, $10,000, like, while that seems like, oh, it's like, oh, sweet, I got $10,000 to yeah, make a short film, you're sitting there, you're like... I'm still fucking paying people like fifty dollars a day. Yeah, just to have a full yeah. crew. Yeah, because I mean, like if if you're feeding them, it's costing you like yeah. five hundred dollars a day. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Body Farm. Well, starting out on Body Farm, I I didn't get paid anything starting out. No. And then I was able to kind of negotiate, like later on, to get at least something per shooting day. So. Yeah, you guys shot that what like one, one day every month. Like, that continuity must have been a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> I, I don't... I, I sometimes wonder how that all came together. But then again, I haven't seen the final product yet. I'm not saying that it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I'm not really sure. You're glad you're not the editor. Yeah, yeah. Did you, see, did you shoot that uh, all on the same camera? Or did you... Yeah, all on the same camera. It was the Canon 60. Going back to joking about shooting on, you know, T3i. It's not a T3i, it's at least a 6D. It's yeah, full frame, that's right? true, that's true. It's full frame. It's, it's more than, what, 8-bit color? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a... No, yeah. T3i's, I mean, that's still an 8-bit color. No, it's it's just, 6D. So yeah, it's still 8-bit. Uh -huh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought it still, it still turned out well. I mean, we had... We, we I also had, like, an amazing, you know, people on set that could... You know, just light. Yeah, Tim and, Roberts. Yeah, Tim Tim through, Roberts was just, was just a miracle worker. So, you know, he he knows his shit. So he really helped me to get those scenes lit and look fantastic. Didn't you guys shoot down at uh, Western Penitentiary? Yeah, yeah. That would have been a cool location. Oh yeah, that was probably the 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 coolest place I've ever shot. So. Yeah, it was uh, probably the most amazing day I've had ever on any shoot so far. That so. jail we shot bullying was, that was pretty sweet. Too, yeah. That's where they shot Mindhunter. Yeah. They yeah. shot, they sh yeah. We, we shot at this uh, old jail from like the turn of the 20th century from like the, like, or whenever, you know, it turned from the 1800s to the 19th century. Um, and uh, it, it's in, uh, it's in north of Sewickley like right across the it's river. It's in Ambridge. Yeah, it's in oh. Ambridge. And uh, the entire, it was like an old sheriff station. Oh, it, it looks like it's out of an old western. And uh, the whole basement was like an old prison. Yeah, the uh, bars are up and everything still. The cells and everything. You can still close them. It's, it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that they actually shot parts of Mindhunter down in the uh, West Virginia. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. State Penitentiary too. I mean, they shot some in so many. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the because uh, um, I remember when we were down there, they still had all their their gear there. Yeah, the, did like, they really? Yeah, it was all just like I don't know if they had it like fenced off or locked away or something, but we could like see where they were, 
you know, the, the area that they were shooting at. We were just, like, the, in the opposite wing, like, right across from them. I would love to shoot in that jail. <clears throat> like, a mad, like, we just shot in this tiny little jail. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, the That'd big, be awesome. Just shooting a big jail, so, like. Oh, yeah, that place was perfect for that. And I guess, I don't know how much Brandon shelled out to, to shoot there for a day. It's, I, it's, it's like a thousand bucks a day to shoot there. Because I looked to shoot fully there. Oh really? It was like a thousand oh, okay. bucks for them just to turn on the yeah. power. Wow. And then like you had to have, you had to have uh, full insurance mm-hmm. and yeah, you had to pay Brandon. a security guard on top of that. Oh, we didn't have that. No, they made they were gonna make me pay a security guard, and that's whenever um, Chris Bell came through with a contact that knew somebody that knew somebody. I went to like five different people to get that, and I <laughs> ended up paying like a hundred dollars a day to shoot there, and. Uh, Probably some of the best production design yeah. there. Yeah, we had like full ran of the location. We were allowed to do whatever we wanted. Okay. Within reason, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but when we shot in this, when we shot in the one jail cell, like there's a bunch of boxes in there, and there's like a red camera box because of the people that owned the building owned like a production company. So there's like a red epic box just chilling in there. <laughs> there wasn't a red epic. No, it was a uh, just the box. Just the box. But uh, we crushed so much dog food it was just like ingrained oh, into God, the floor yeah. it was disgusting we swept it all up yeah well we tried to it just it, it, it stayed in those cracks and oh, it was an man. interesting day yeah I bet so what projects are you guys like the are like in the pipelines now you said we got we got hobo hunters hobo hunters which we were writing today before we mm-hmm. walked over we were like just coming up with ideas That that's, a, that's such a thing fun thing to write cause yeah because it, unlike other movies that I know I write, like, like I'm very specific about like dialogue and mm-hmm. the actions and everything. Whenever we wrote the first episode of Hobo Hunters, um, it's it's just like, okay, we know we want them to do this, and we get on set and we let the actors just have fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. Just yeah, you give them a lot of blocking based on like their characters and stuff, and then just kind of let them run wild with. Like yeah, if you watch the first episode of Hobo Hunters that we did for that forty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, like, there was an easy an extra ten fifteen minutes of the characters just talking to the camera, but we had to cut it down to seven minutes. Yeah. For yeah. The uh, for the, for the for there were a couple of scenes that were, went on longer too. Yeah. That we had to cut out. And it was it was just a phenomenal like the so the funny. longer cut was hilarious, um, which we I have to fi- I have to figure out where I put that on mm-hmm. my computer, but um. I know we're writing that. Um, I don't know what else you got going on. I um, so a movie I shot in twenty sixteen is like just about finally done in the edit. I need to uh, get the audio fixed for it, but uh, a movie I uh, shot called Pit Viper is like just about oh, finally done. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had to do some pickups last spring, and uh, just really needs the sound design at this point. And then I'm, I was gonna ho- hopefully send it to a couple festivals and. Well, did I help see where that goes on that? On that? I, don't I think you did on a day or yeah, so. You were drift for a day or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I was like I couldn't help out the entire time. Mm-hmm. I could I showed up for like a day or two. But yeah, I think no. you gaffed for me the two days that Jeff Wexler I wasn't gaffing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it ended up we had the edit done and then it just didn't. The beginning was missing something, so we went back and shot some more. And um, it works really good now. It, um, it's it's actually really really interesting and really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely like the most mature, like adult 
thing I've worked on. Not like in a gritty, but like just in terms of like, it, it's like, you know, there's a character study. There's a mm. some characters. There's a lot of yeah stuff going on. It's kind of like Coen brother esque. A little less schlocky past stuff, but uh, yeah, like been kind of jammed up because I want to get really good music for it, mm-hmm. and it's just really hard to get good music on a budget. Just yeah, find find people, and it, and I and I want to get like country music and stuff. So it's a little bit, or like folk music, and it's a little bit harder to get that kind of stuff, like or build that kind of stuff. And like I, uh, you know, it, it's you have to get somebody to actually perform it, you know, whereas whereas they can't put it out on. On a machine, on with some loop machines or something. Yeah. Whereas if it was like you know more electronic background uh, music, you could do that. But yeah, as soon as that gets done, I, I plan on having a premiere locally, and you know, could get wasted and watch it. Woo! All right. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's cool. The like the uh, I think like the first four minutes, there's no dialogue for the first four minutes of the movie, and it's like a 16 minute film. Cool. I look forward to seeing that. I've been writing a couple things. I've been, uh, I've I've been so focused on trying to get a feature produced because I, I love making short films and you can be really creative with them but like I want to do this for a living and pay, constantly paying out of pocket to pay people not paying them enough. Like I want to make sure that my friends are getting paid to work on these movies. Um, and I've been working on a couple like a couple feature scripts. Uh, I have this feature script for Reckless and it's fucking wild, um, <laughs> and uh, that's been fun. And then I got a co- I have a short that we'll be shooting in March, but I can't talk about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's controversial. Yeah. Um, so, not the Hobo Hunters thing. The other oh, thing, I know. The other thing. Um, so that you'll probably see that come out in like Mayish, because that's got a that's got a hard deadline to come out. So. Yeah. Okay. But, That'll cool. be fun. All right, then. Yeah, and then I'm working on another project, uh, a, a script that we're, hopefully we're going to be able to shoot in uh, the spring. But uh, it has, like, there, there's been, like, an LOI in terms of backing. Um, you know, no guarantee, but it's, like, a comedy that's very kind of loosely based off of my experiences uh, working in the indie film community. But uh, it would be, like, an eight episode uh like eight episodes of shorts that can be like run as a feature as well and it's about a uh like a local studio and uh they are the various things that go on there like they have religious broadcasting stuff there uh uh, infomercials they film that kind of stuff and just kind of what goes on behind the scenes at like those weird little small town production companies and stuff all right, very cool. Mm. Well, I look forward to seeing um, you know your projects come to fruition. Yeah, maybe you can work um, on some of them. Oh yeah, definitely. Let me know if you need help with anything. I have a feeling you're gonna want to work on the one in March. Yeah, okay. you're definitely gonna want to work on that okay, one. Okay, well, definitely hit me up when that happens. Um, uh, where can people reach you if they wanna, you know, you know, follow you, follow, says your, I, follow your project? This says I wanna. <laughs> if you want to be reached <laughs> yeah. um my name Ian Altonball at Ian Altonball or Twitter I'm, okay. I'm allegedly cool on Instagram alright 
And that's that's really the only places I'd like. Uh, and Ian Holton Ball at YouTube. Okay. I, I, I try to keep it easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, best place to find me is Instagram. Uh, the Mind of Joe Busey. Uh, okay. You can check out my website, themindofjoebusey.com. Um, that's the best way to find me, find some of my work. Uh, you won't find me on Facebook because I like to remain elusive because I'm a troll on Facebook. <laughs> um, I'm constantly, constantly trolling people. And no one, you know, my name on Facebook is very similar to my name. Like, it, my first name is still Joe on, on Facebook, but I still, tr it's, I troll people and then I'll talk to them in real life and they don't know it's me. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, like, these people that would hate me because I just constantly fuck with them. They just, it's hilarious. But Instagram, the mind of Joe Busey. Um, and Twitter, you can find me at uh, BigBuse31. You can just look up our names yeah. Yeah. on Google and yeah. we'll see our I'll, names, I'll, I'll our movies. The, uh, you know. I'll put the names up with the podcasts okay. and hopefully, hopefully spell correctly. So All right. We you, won't be able to... you can spell <laughs> yeah. my name off of Facebook. Yeah. Not, not his. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Well, I appreciate you guys stopping by and uh, sitting oh, yeah. down and chatting and, you know, talking about uh, the various... The cunts. The cunts. Full circle. Full circle. That's a full circle. We started circle. with some cunts, and we're going to end with some cunts. And have a great so. thunder cunty day. <laughs> so, have a very you know, that's, uh, that's it. So, so we'll, we'll there. See, Hopefully you all are surviving <laughs> this cunty weather. Yes. See, this is where you need to get some sponsorship so you can just start plugging shit. And we can say fucked up things about your sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we can get like... It's uh, like Turner's Tea. Like, like, uh, like, or you, you could get like, you know, so and so, uh, the Canon T3i. <laughs> Here, Make sure I, you download Ma Magic Lantern. Smallman's vinegar, great for uh, douching your cunt. Full circle, guys. Full circle. <laughs>